Good morning. It's 9.30, Thursday, the 26th of March, 2020. It's day four. It must be radio blogging. Yo, yo, what up? This is Lunch Money Lewis. Hey, I'm John Newman. Hey, what's up? This is Fergie Ferg. Woo! Keep this frequency clear. A children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky, and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9.30 a.m. Online radio live blogging. This is radioblogging.net. Oh my goodness. Good morning. Good morning, listeners. Thank you so much indeed. We are overwhelmed and humbled by your presence. Thank you so much indeed for joining us and welcome to Radio Blogging Day 4. We have an amazing show for you today. Magic Thursday, Pi has called it, with special interest. We've got some great stuff coming up in the show. Live with us in our respective studios, Pi Corbett, uh, the fabulous Deputy Mitchell, Ian Rocky, who's the head teacher keeping us in order. Good morning, Mr Rocky. Hello. We'll be coming to him in just a minute. And me, Russell Prue, on the buttons in the Anderton Tiger Radio Studio. So let's welcome Pi this morning. How are you, sir? I am fit and healthy, and I've had my porridge, Russell, both socks on the correct foot. Yes. Bed has been made, spoken to the aged aunt, crispy and crunchy, the two little dogs have behaved themselves this morning. They have not yet eaten the contents of the bin, which they did yesterday. So I am ready to creatively rock and roll. Excellent. All is good in the house of Corbett. Let's go to the Deputy Mitchell household. What is going on there, sir? Are you ready to go? Good morning, Mr. Prue. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, I'm good. You, Great. you, sir, I'm we're interested well. in. How's it I'm going? Very well, thank you. Yes, apart from uh, a cup of tea has jumped across my keyboard, um, but apart from that, everything is great. Really looking forward to today's show. Um, fantastic response yesterday. The amount of comments we had from our uh, commenting team was, was phenomenal. We had about 150 wow. of those really great comments coming in for children, so it's made a really big difference. So a big shout out to them and expecting great things again today it's going to be fantastic brilliant good morning mr rocky good morning everyone hey good morning russell lovely to be back again this morning on air gosh this has been a fantastic week hasn't it it's been absolutely amazing the response has been wonderful so many people have been getting in touch and i'm going to get straight in this morning with some shout outs so this one's from suzanne high radio blogging it's izzy's 11th birthday today the 26th of march it would be wonderful if Mr. Rocky and Russell could wish her a very happy birthday over the radio, especially as she's such an avid broadcaster herself. Thank you so much, Suzanne, her mum, Gabriel, her brother, and Will, her dad. Uh, Izzy, happy birthday to you. You are one of our Westwood Radio broadcasters. A massive happy birthday from us all today. Thank you, Suzanne, for getting in touch. Had another email from Kevin. It says, my 10-year-old daughter, Cara uh, of Dallas Hall Primary School, loves your daily sessions. Looking forward to today's poetry. Thank you for all your help during these difficult times. It takes a lot of pressure off stay-at-home parents. Well, that is why we are here. That's why we're doing it. Absolutely no problem. Just a couple of others from our shout-out wall. Do get in touch with us via that. It is on the homepage, contactradioblogging.net. This one's from Jake and Robin in Harrogate. Excited for the show. Highlight of our day. Well, do you know what? It's the highlight of our day as well. Uh, Anushka from Warren Road and Orpington. Mr. Clark from Chorley St. James. Good morning, Mr. Mitchell, we and Al. We are going to be listening in here at school today with our key worker children. Good for you. Well done, you. Uh, Christ the King Primary in Reading, joining for our second day of radio blogging. 15 children ready to write after working up a sweat with Joe Wicks. Well, I'll tell you what. Dust off your pen, wipe that down because you're going to need it this morning because the fabulous Kai Por- Pi Corbett, get my teeth in, is ready to rock and roll, isn't he, Russell? I love that. That's, that's funny. We could muddle the words around. I need to write this down first just to check. Uh, listeners, you could get in contact. I'll 
multitude of ways. We can take a text message from you on 07624802272. Texts are free from most mobile phones and your data is safe with us. We don't pass on anything with anyone. 07624802272. We're on email. Uh, we are radioblogging at gmail.com and you can also get onto the website, as they've said, and use the contact us because we'd love to hear from you. We're moving just a little bit quicker today because we've got some more activities and we We'd like you to not just do one, but perhaps think about contributing twice or thrice. Give us some more input. Comment on a few other people's blog posts. That would be lovely. You could just do a little bit more. Don't just think the one contribution and then that's it. There's more for you to do on the show. Let's start us off and go over to Pi Corbett for our first activity. Pi, what have you got in store for us this today? Well, funnily enough, Russell, because uh, Ian made a slip of the tongue there, and instead of Pi Corbett, we ended up with Kai Porbit, that links very nicely to the first game. We're going to start today with three little games, and these are the sorts of things that you can play straight away. Um, you can play in the home, you can play in school, and each day we add a few more in. So the first one is an initials game. Now, my initials, when we get the name right, is PC, Pi Corbett. So what I'd like you to do, Ian, is to write down three adjectives starting with P. Okay. And I'm going to write down three nouns starting with C. So I've got my three nouns. Have I've you got, got your... Yeah, yeah I've got, got three adjectives. So what are your three adjectives, Russell? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put them together with my three nouns. So my nouns are cat, crown and catalogue. What are your adjectives? I have got pink, mm -hmm. playful and patient. Okay, so that gives us, when we put the lists together, and, it, and when you're doing this uh, at home or in school, do the list separately. Don't look at what each other has got. It's the random juxtaposition that creates something interesting. So Pi Corbett is, PC is, a pink cat, a playful crown and the patient catalogue. Now, obviously, you can go on and on and on and write, we only did three just to introduce the game, but you could write 10. You need a partner. Do it in twos. Um, that game came from I, when I taught and I had a rather um, a boy who used to look out of the window a lot. His name was Andrew. And he never found the lessons terribly interesting. I don't know why, because I'm a riveting human being. But he looked out of the window all the time. And then I got this idea uh, for a game. And the game was, I said to Andrew, Andrew, when you're looking out of the window, write down the letters on the car number plates. Have you got three letters on yours, Ian? Uh, yes, I do. What do you have? Uh, on my number plate, I've got FGG. Okay, now in that instance, FGG, can you think of an adjective starting with F? I'll think of um, a noun starting with G. And Russell, I want you to think of a verb starting with G, okay? Uh, my adjective is fragrant. Oh, well, that's really weird because I got a garden. And Russell, what is the fragrant garden doing? Growling. Stop growling. Ha <laughs> ha! There's a nice one. A fragrant garden growling. So that little game there, it can either be an initial game or we can use number plates and make little phrases up or, or short sentences if you've got three uh, uh, off the number plates. OK, now, Ian, are you a great speller? Um, I try to be uh, pie all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a go. OK, so the second game and this is a tricky spelling game goes like this. I say a word. So let's say I say the word chair. Chair ends in an R. So Ian, you've got to say a word that starts in R and we bounce it backwards and forwards. So here we go. Hold chair. on just a second. Just a second. I've got a jingle for this. Let's Ooh. play. <laughs> OK, so it's the word ending game. It and certainly is. I'm going to go with red. Red. So I've got to say a word that starts with D. Uh, dragon. Uh, neckerchief. Field. Dog. Gorgeous. Uh, sun. Newt. Table. 
and on we go. Um, we could go on forever like that. It's an interesting game because there are there are thousands of words, hundreds of thousands of words. But when you've got to think of one rapidly, very often what happens is your mind goes a complete blank and you can't think of anything. But there's a little spelling game that you can play endlessly. And now we come to the third game. So, Russell, I'm going to ask you to think in a moment of an object and let me know the object. David, I'd like you to think of a character, something like um, a burglar, a thief, a hero, a soldier. You can use one of those um, if you want or something else. And um, and Ian, I want an animal from you. So this is what I call the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe game. It's an interesting title for a story that let's take three random ingredients. So, Ian, you were an animal. I'm going to go with elephant pie. OK, so we've got an elephant. David, you're a character. A heroic nurse. Ah, a nurse. OK. And Russell, you're an object. Cheese grater. <laughs> okay now the game goes like this and it's it's you can play these games seriously or we can just do it for fun but the game is quite straightforward um are you ready ian we're going to create a story now we could do it word by word we've played the word by word game before mm. or we do it sentence by sentence and i think this time we'll do it sentence by sentence the challenge is we have to start weaving in at least one elephant a nurse and a cheese grater Okay. Do you want to do the first sentence? Or yeah, I will. <clears throat> okay. um, the elephant sat in a sunny clearing. Nurse Jenkins stared at it, concerned that its foot seemed to be swollen. In the distance, a noise came from afar, sounding like the march of a soldier. She was worried because she thought to herself, if a soldier comes near, he might shoot the elephant and sell its tusks. Approaching lunchtime, she considered her options, reaching for the cheese grater to produce a wrap with tomato. What she didn't know was that tomato was the one thing that the elephant just could not resist. At which point, he reached out his trunk, swiped it, and ran. <laughs> okay, that'll do us. That's the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe game, and it's one you can play endlessly. Um, I thought we did rather heroically uh, with our elephant and nurse. And as I've said before, the extraordinary thing is, but a minute or two ago, that elephant didn't exist with its swollen foot. Nurse Jenkins didn't exist, let alone the uh, tomato uh, scoffing incident so we have created something we brought something into uh, being now before we move on to the next thing i was going to give a bit of a shout out russell if i may to some of the schools that i've been looking at on twitter who are enthusiastically joining in with us we've got year six fireflies york house school ashwood spencer year two ivy road primary roselands haslam park oaklands primary 3b Miss Chesser and P6B, Mrs. Dickinson's Year 5, Upton St. Leonard's, hello there, Fremantle Academy, Shawcliffe, Hartford Manor, that must be Mr. Kidwell's school, James Hill, Glenbrook Primary, Harris Junior, Carshalton, St. Stephen's, Anne Sutton, hello Ange, Bannister Primary in Class 7, St. Mary's, Derby. Now, having done that, let's move on from the games to the first Padlet. David, can you talk us through how we use the Padlet on the page, just to remind everyone? Well, as you'll see on the uh, today's show, there'll be two Padlets. So I think we'll go in that order from the, the first one being at the top. Um, and to use this, it's exactly the same for those who've used it before, but we'll have new visitors every day, so it's worth going over that. You will notice in the bottom right-hand corner a pink circle with a white at sign in it. And you click that to create your blank post-it note, and then you can fill that in. And what we tend to do is put your first name in the title box, and write what you want to write, and then just click off your post-it note for it to be submitted and every single paddle uh, post-it note does need to be approved um so you'll you know wait a, a minute or so you can refresh um and you can do another one like we said before we'd like people to do uh, a number of these if they can okay great so thank you david so um i'm pressing on that pink circle that's right isn't it with the ad mark ad sign in it yep 
and that pops a little box. I put my name in, and now I'm going to give everybody the challenge. And as Russell said earlier, when you're working with us on the programme, it's great if you put something on the padlet, but have your writing notebook next door to you, next to you because you might well find that lots of ideas come to you and you could add them later or save them up as your own piece of writing um, to share and to blog um, uh, onto, the, uh, onto our blogging bit, a blogging site. Here's mine. Now, the idea is this. A poem can. What can a poem do? Well, of course, a poem can do absolutely anything that it likes. So we're thinking here of unusual, creative, slightly strange, maybe a little bit cheeky, um, inventive things that a poem can do. And I just literally, before we started, I jotted down some ideas. So this is my one. A poem can surprise by sneezing in the dark of the night. A poem can dive deep into the sea. A poem can hide in secret corners of the fridge and wait for you. A poem can blend into shadows and disappear. A poem can run wild around the globe three times in an hour. A poem can climb the Eiffel Tower. A poem can cook cupcakes and win Bake Off. A poem can dance with Anton Dubeck. A poem can ride a bumblebee to Peru. A poem can give an electric eel a shock. Yes, a poem can do whatever you create. So what I've done... I've now written um, the one I'm going to put up on the Padlet is a poem can surprise by sneezing in the dark. I've pressed, I think I've pressed the right thing. Now, that then goes to you, David, doesn't it, in order to be approved? That's right. And that, yes. that, I have approved that now. So if people refresh their buttons, they'll be able to see that one. I can see on my screen hundreds now appearing as the people are having a go, which is great. Okay. And in order to refresh the button, I go to, where do I go? Right up the top of the computer to that little circle with an arrow. Is that right? That's the one. It'll depend what, pe what device people are using, what browser people are using. Uh, but there's normally a little circular icon that will refresh and reload the screen. Or sometimes people can press F5. That also refreshes as well. Okay. Oh, I can see mine's come up. A poem can surprise by sneezing in the dark. And I've got those nice S's in there. I was pleased with that. Surprise by sneezing in the dark. So it's almost as if you can hear the, um, uh, the, uh, the uh, sentence coming alive itself. So let's get lots and lots up there. We can read. So we've got time to read some out and then keep refreshing. So if I keep refreshing, I'll see. Uh, oh, my goodness, they've appeared. So the more you refresh, the more you can see. Daisy uh, Roberts, a poem can sail the seven seas. You've got lo lots of S's. I'm loving that one. Josh and Archie. Hello, Josh and Archie. A poem can reach out and tickle you with elongated arms. Hello, Dad. Jamie there. A poem by Satcher. A poem can make you happy when you're sad. Jamie, a poem can entrance the reader. A poem can slip out of your mouth and onto the blank page. That's Ella Fuller from Class 3. Keep writing, everybody. You'll have time to do several, I would have thought. But you can also jot down in your writing journal and add to it as we go along. Uh, Warren Road, Nicholas, a poem can be a land of words that describes millions of things. Now, that's an interesting one, Nicholas, because you've got millions of things. But as we've said before, let's get some details. So now in your next one, next ones that you write, what are those? Be specific. Name it. A poem can refresh old memories from good times. Dev, good to see you again. You were on the other day, both of you, I know. And now you can actually use your writing to refresh one of those memories. Be specific. What memory you're thinking of? Bring it alive. So have another go, lads, and see if we can get some more up on there, bearing in mind what we've learned about writing. I know your teachers love their writing. What else have we got? Miss Mallon, great to see uh, teachers joining in. A lot of teachers contacted me about this and said, we're really enjoying the show and, and I want you writing. Everybody can write, um, be part of our, our community. A poem can allow the beauty that you see inside to flow through your pen into someone else's mind. Absolutely. Um, uh, it's exactly that. Uh, it's an extraordinary thing when you write because somebody you've never met meets your mind, which I always find a very fascinating and unusual thing. Ian, can you see these coming up as well? 
yes i can pie they're, they're absolutely fantastic you know so many so many good ideas and you're so right you know a poem can be anything at all uh, and i've really been enjoying the writing that people are producing from literally all over the world you know, so many. We've got today Clover and Luke from Tewkesbury are listening in for the first time. We've got Kathy, uh, Mrs. Kathy, I beg your pardon, who is in EYFS class in Byron College in Athens in Greece. A big hello to you. International we are this morning. We've got so many listeners all around the world. We've got Ida, who's excited to listen today. She's nine years old, listening for the first time in Stockport. Uh, we've got Izzy. Thank you so much for the shout out, Mr. Rocky. You're very welcome. Prisha, I hope I've pronounced that correctly. Good morning to you. Thank you for listening in today. Also from our contact page, so many people listening in. We've got Benjamin. Hey, Pi, listening from home, loving the shows. I tell you what, we're loving doing them. It's such good fun. Daisy is in Cornwall. She's in her bedroom and she goes to Cuthbert School. Uh, Daisy, good morning to you. Agatha, good morning to you. Shout out to Daisy Roberts and Molly Howard, my best friends. Love your show. It is the best. Well, that's really, really kind of you. Sachi from Warren Road. A shout out to Jemima and her mum, who are both also from Warren Road School. Ms. Little, shout out to colleagues at Stonewith Woodford, who are in school, keeping the children busy and happy, the staff who are always being inventive to provide learning resources and to all of our children at home. And people are being creative with their commenting as well. Mr. McLean or McLean, um, I'll, hopefully I've got that right. Seb is listening at Hoth Primary School. Imogen's listening for the second time today. Kaylee and Iona are looking forward to today as well. Hi, everyone from Lisa. Nashika, hi, guys. Yesterday, you got my name correctly um, from yesterday. Well done. Very, very welcome indeed. So many people getting in touch and we'll read as many of those out as we possibly can. Pi, what's the Padlet looking like now? Well, it's, it's filling up. Um, uh, Lisa here, a poem can express your feelings. Olivia, a poem can make you glow with happiness. Erin, a poem can bring back old memories. I like that idea of using poems to preserve things, to capture things, things that have mattered to us or we thought are, are special or very beautiful, or sometimes a little bit sad, and we capture those through language. A poem can change the world in just a few words. I love that idea of it being something that can transform things because we're going to play a transformation game in a moment. I think we could move to the second Padlet now, um, Ian, because we've got a lot going on there on the first one so our second activity is just below and you can see a tiger there swimming through what looks like a lake of some sort with little bits of of green on the surface mm. and as it's magical thursday we thought about some of the magical things that poems can do but what about becoming an animal what animal would you be because in a poem we can be anything that we're like so Ian, what animal would you be? I think I would be a lizard. <laughs> uh, and I think that I would slink my way through the soft, wavy grass. Ah, OK. A lizard. Russell, what are you going to be? A tiger. <laughs> a tiger. Well, and what's, what is the tiger doing? Um, prancing through the undergrowth. OK. I'm going to be um, I'm going to be an eagle, I think. I am an eagle. So I'm filling in my padlet now. I'm writing where the tiger is showing. I am an eagle. So I've got my name down. I've got I am an eagle. And then I th so I think about what animal I am. And then what am I doing? I am an eagle soaring high in the blue skies. I type quite hard. You might be able to hear me. I don't know. Um, so I've now, it says requires approval. So presumably, David, your pick, can you see that yet, David? I can. I can also see about 130 others and it keeps moving. So I'm just going to go and locate <laughs> that and then click approve. So it will be a second. Okay. Uh, oh, had it there. Now, years ago when I was teaching, we had... We used to turn each other into animals, which was always great fun. We also sometimes decided on what our teacher was like. And one of the things about writing, Russell, is it's, we use it to be kind. We don't use it 
to uh, make fun of other people, to mock people. We use it to be kind. But I think that's quite an interesting idea. What's your dad like? What animal would your dad be? What animal would your mum be? What animal would your brother or your sister or your best friend or your teacher or your, your head uh, teacher be? Uh, remember to be kind. Um, or what animal would you be? And then extend the sentence out. And let's remember things like be specific, use detail, name it. So instead of saying, I am a dog, you could say, I am an Alsatian, because then we got a stronger picture. A touch of alliteration might work well. You can use a simile with as. I am a Siamese cat, as cute as a cotton ball. You could use a simile with like. I am a tiger with an I like and create a simile. So draw on some of those things that we've been trying before. Be strict with your sentences. Think about it. And once you've got one or two down on the Padlet, then go to your writing journal and write um, as many as you can think of. Or stay with one idea and extend it as far as you can. So what animal are you? Russell, what have we got? Can you see on the... Oh, loads and loads and loads. And I've, I've not got it on my screen at the moment. Ian, what do you have at the moment? So uh, at the moment, I've just refreshed my screen. And Lydia, I'm a cat patrolling my patch. Mm. Well done, Lydia. That sounds really, really good. Um, Ella, we've got Rayan from Warren Road. I'm a peregrine falcon soaring above the mountains and clouds. Lisa says mm. I would be a lion and be the queen of the animal kingdom. Imogen says I'm a panda who munches on bamboo. Fabulous, fabulous mm. ideas. Thank you so, so much. Really, really good of you to get in touch. Whilst I'm here, I'm going to say hi to Ella from Class 3. And I'm going to give a shout out to Class 3 in Oaksy. Good morning, Class 3 in Oaksy. Russell, back to you. Excellent. I think what we'd like to do, uh, listeners, is give you a little bit of time to work on your Padlets. And I think perhaps one or two sentences might be nice. It might also be nice if you look at someone else's, use what they've done and build that into something that you can do. So take something that someone else has done, alter it, change it and post that up again. And we're going to give you one minute, 43 seconds to do this whilst we play a bit of music. We're back after this. I love this station. Absolutely love the station. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best, best, best. It is the best station. <laughs> this is radioblogging.net. Online radio live blogging. How did that feel? We'd love to hear. Did that bit of music encourage you? Did it motivate? Did it inspire you? Were you able to do more? Did it add to the competitive edge there as well? Well, Pi, did you enjoy that music? Were you dancing in your socks? <laughs> my foot was tapping hey. and we've got some lovely things coming up um sebastian from stone i love the way that you've thought thought of an interesting animal one I, one that wouldn't have occurred to me i am a bearded dragon and i can scuttle across the sand faster than a speeding arrow hunt faster than a soaring eagle i can camouflage against the scorching red sands i love the way you're drawing there on the imagery which we've already been looking at so as we go along building up that repertoire of little techniques that we can use mr cambridge hello hello mr cambridge i've taught you your class i know you from john moore primary i am a kingfisher flying through the trees i'm going to be strict with you mr cambridge flying through the trees do you know what I'm going to say? Name the trees. What sort of trees or where are they? Choose a local place. We've got a lot going on there, but I think, Russell, we need to move on. And yesterday, Sue Hardy Dawson um, read aloud a, a rather wonderful poem, If I Were Other Than Myself. And we're going to hear this again. And as we're listening to it, everybody, think about what would you be if you were not yourself, if you were other than yourself, what would you be? Now, we've looked at animals, but she takes a slightly different tactic. And we're going to build on that after the poem. So over to you, Russell, for the poem, please. This is radioblogging.net. Um, hi, um, I'm poet Sue Hardy Dawson, um, and this is a poem from my book of the same name called If I Were Other Than Myself. If I were liquid crystal falling up, 
squeezed by cloud's fist to fill, where darting fish and silty weed soup at her feet, then fleet and rich rise sapphire from the sea. If I were vast and still as oceans deep, I'd sing a distant song of coral reef, rise up to greet another worldly sun, tumbled green by waves that rage and leap. If I were as light as whispered air, I'd ride the tunnels of the wind, turn stone to drop where small things creep upon the moor on midnight's wings. I'd keep the forest's care. If I were far below the earth, sensed by touch the taste and colours of the soil, pebble smooth dwelling secretly beneath, a loamy mirror to the life above. If I were infinite in space and time, could hold a universe of glittered stars, afloat about the planet's swirling paths, dancing from Saturn's rings to bitter Mars. If I were other than myself, some part of water, soil or air, how would it be to walk or swim or fly in other spheres? And should I so wish, would I be missed? This is radioblogging.net. One of the things I love about Sue's writing is that that very careful choice of language really crafts a language, thinks about every word. Every word earns its place in her writing. Now, what we're going to do, folks, is if you look underneath the tiger picture, which is now absolutely rammed full of your writing, if you look under that, there's a long, uh, a rectangular box orange color says transformation poem so in we go we are going to transform ourselves and i've given you a model now with as with any model if you want to change the model that's fine the way in which i've done it is i've got uh, what we call couplets two lines that go together first of all i thought what animal or thing would i be so i've decided to it to be a cat a parrot a porpoise and then I thought, well, let's be more adventurous and I'm going to transform myself into a tractor, a cloud, lightning, sunlight. And then I went for an abstract noun, greed. You could turn yourself into hope, into joy, into beauty, into creativity. And I ended off with I would be myself. So my first line is always going to be I would be something or other. And then the second line is what am I doing? nearly all of those um, second lines start with a verb uh, that ends in ing. So I'm going to read the poem to you. And the challenge is this. Can you write a list poem, a transformation poem in which you turn yourself into something else? Could be a creature, could be something that flies, something that swims, could be a creature on land, could be an object. Any You can become any object that you wish. You could be a mirror, a key, a lock, a tower, an ocean, a tree, you can turn yourself into anything, and you can turn yourself into a feeling, into an idea, so that that becomes a little bit more interesting and, and deeper. So here's my transformation poem, and I'm wondering what yours is going to be like. We've given you some prompts, uh, nine prompts at the bottom of the page. You've got nine images there, but of course you could look around the room, you can look outside the window, let your mind roam, look inside your imagination. What would you be? Here's my version, transformation poem. I would be a cat curled into a question mark. I would be a parrot dancing the flamenco. I would be a porpoise knitting the sea together. I would be a tractor trundling up farm lane. I would be a cloud drifting unheard overhead. I would be lightning slicing open the night. I would be sunlight sleeping in a forest of silence. I would be greed building a palace out of bones. I would be myself creating poems out of dreams. Now, a couple of things I want to draw your attention to there. The one is the line actually about I'd be a tractor trundling up farm lane. Let's see if in our transformation poems we can put local places in or local things. Let's see if we can name it. Where are you? What's the town called? What's the road called? 
is there a local park that you go and play in that you could mention? So uh, are there any shops where normally you'd be able to go out and, uh, and visit? So let's name it. Let's localize it. Make it special to you. Underneath the nine images, there's a space where you write the title and your first name so we know who you are. And then below that, there's a larger box for you to put your transformation poem in. In couplets, you can do it. And then write your first name in the box, school's name. I agree to the privacy policy, so tick that. And right at the very bottom, you've got the orange rectangle that says the word submit. So, Russell, I'm handing over to you because I'm wondering what's going on on the Twitter activity. Thank you. Well, more than you could possibly imagine. Uh, hi, thanks very much indeed. Uh, I want to say good morning to Matt O'Grady, the head teacher of West Horndon Primary School in Essex there. Hello. He's recommending us to the whole of his school. Uh, Matt, thank you very much indeed. Joe Pierce, hello. Maria Richards, thank you so much indeed. Mr. Hickman, thank you. Andrew Clark, who's listening there uh, with, uh, looks like a pupil, but thank you. It could be uh, a student there. Hello. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Really good year five. This is uh, Bolton Deborah. Hello, uh, recommending us. Thank you so much indeed. Miss Wood, thank you. Hello, good morning to you. And uh, the uh, Child, uh, Va Childwall Valley Primary School. Hello, good morning. Thank you very much. Class 6A, Mr. A's class. Well, that's a class A. Uh, Vashti is listening. Thank you so much. How lovely. Thank you. Uh, she is uh, featuring in our Friday show tomorrow. We'll have her uh, reading uh, from uh, Peace there. Absolutely just priceless. You just will want to hear that as well. Mr. Hickman, again, uh, Mrs. Kath Thompson from uh, White Rose Primary School back in again. It's exercise and then on to us. How lovely. Bit of a routine developing there as well. Thank you so much indeed. Good morning to Mr. B and to uh, Ed Adventurers with Mart. Thank you very much. Primary 3B, good morning to you. Miss Chesa or Chesa uh, and uh, P6B. Good morning to you as well. Lots of whole classes listening, whether they're all meeting in one place or whether they are across the planet. Who knows? Miss Conway, good morning to you as well. Sharon Douglas, want to say hello to you. And Mrs. W. Horton, hello to you as well. It's really good. Lovely uh, animation there with SpongeBob flicking through some pages there. Uh, some great work. She set some great work as well. Um, this is uh, working uh, at uh, Key Stage 3. How lovely. It's nice that we're kind of uh, into there as well. Harris Junior Academy as well. Loads more still to come from me, Pi. It is absolutely a light this morning. That's great news and, and fantastic that we've got some older students joining in here. Um, pitching the writing, obviously, uh, higher, expecting a lot of themselves. Um, older students, if you could do some commenting for the uh, younger listeners, that would be fantastic. Uh, everything, remember, does get looked over um, by David or Ian, double-checked uh, that um, what we're posting up is completely safe. But it would be lovely if we could get some Key Stage 3 folk um, going on and looking at some of the younger ones writing and leaving positive comments. David, just talk us through the quality comments box. Yes. Now, this is a, a feature uh, we keep coming back to and we can't underestimate, number one, the impact it has on the children. Um, but number two, um, that, you know, the, to be able to show progress and uh, a blog is a great opportunity to do that because what you will see on the site, and it doesn't matter what page you are on, if you scroll to the bottom, you'll see a graphic that says quality comments. And this is split into three sections, only nine words. And we keep going over these nine words. And when I'm in classes teaching children, we say them out loud. So number one, it's say something positive. Number two, ask a question. And number three, suggest an improvement. And one of the ways in which we can word our improvement to make sure we don't upset anybody is to say, you know, for the number three, to make this even better, I think you could think of a different word for this or you know begin your sentence in a different way and what's the great thing about blogging is we can redraft or the children can redraft their work by simply copying and pasting their original blog post into a comment in a reply to somebody that has left a comment for you just saying thank you very much what do you think about this and paste it in make a few edits and then that goes back for people to see again. So it's a really great way of showing progress um, and to get some interactivity going on the um, on the blog posts. And the children love it when they get a comment. It makes such a difference to them. That's, uh, that's so true. And I've just noticed that James Carter 
as commented on My Five Treasures by Evie. These are my six delicate things. So this was from the other day. The dog's fur hidden in between the sofa's cracks. The cookie crumbs crumbled onto the table, making tidiest lack. Fingerprints on the window from me and her. A woodlouse peering, then skittering away. Then the moon vanishing. It is time for day. And James has responded. Now, Evie, you won't know, um, probably, but James is a great writer. And he'll be doing one of our poem of the, Poet of the Day uh, next week. And he's written a lovely comment here. Evie, hello. What a fine poem. Every line is a cracker. Perhaps my favourite is a woodlouse peering, then skittering away. Really like those simple but very expressive verbs, peering and skittering. I can just see that little critter. Hey, why not try another poem? Doesn't have to rhyme at all. It can just be a list of five phrases, but this time right from the point of view of your dog. So it could be the dog, but put your dog's name there instead. Five delicate things, dot, dot, dot. Good luck, Evie. Keep reading, keep writing. Lovely response from James there. Uh, a poet responding to one of our young listeners. Uh, and that's fantastic. I can see lots coming up. Stephen, I would be a cool, luscious ice cream. I would be a giraffe doing a limbo contest. What a funny idea. I love that. Um, Heath, I would be night. That's an interesting starter, isn't it? I would be night swimming in vastness of space. I would be evil battling takeover. I would be a, a bird gazing over Cock Hill. And that's obviously a local place to you, um, Heath. I like that. But I am wondering what sort of bird you would be. Are we thinking sparrow, goldfinch, vulture? Because they're all very different. I would be a myth. Midas, the golden king, a hydra. I'd be a dragon clawing at walls and rocks. I would be me. Despite these ideas, I could never transform like the ending there very cleverly done uh, transformation poem there by heath and lots and lots are, are coming in now if i were a cloud i would rain my happiness down on the world um a lovely one there lovely opening line there remember to put your name in because i can't always see the names i would be flowers coloring the world with my petals uh, i don't know whose that is Lovely, lovely opening there. Colouring the world with my petals. I like that one. But name those flowers. That would be a really good addition. What sort of flowers are you thinking of there? So we've got our, um, our transformational poems on the go there. And I think now, as it's quarter past almost, Russell, we ought to move into Poet of the Day. So everybody, keep writing your transform poem Post is up when you're ready. And while you're doing that, we're going to listen to, it's Andrew Fusek-Peters, isn't it, Russell? It the is. tallest poet in the country, I believe I'm right in saying. Yes. And you caught up with him and he read your lovely poem and, and you had a chance to speak to him about his writing. It did. Would you like the both things together or do you want to break the two particularly? Do you want to just hear and then a conversation and then hear the interview? You can do. You yes, can do let's it. do it like that. Okay, um, and then a conversation. He is fat, yeah. six foot, eight inches tall, a giant of a human being. This is radioblogging.net. Hello, my name is Andrew Fusette-Peters. I am a poet and author and photographer. Last night, I saw the city breathing. Last night, I saw the city breathing. Great gusts of people rushing in and puffing out of stations, singing mouths. Last night, I saw the city laughing. Takeaways got the giggles. Cinemas split their sides and living rooms completely creased themselves. Last night I saw the city dancing. Shadows were cheek to cheek with brick walls. Trains wiggled their hips all over the place. And the trees and the breeze put on a show for an audience of windows. Last night I saw the city starving. Snaking Avenue smacked her lips and swallowed seven roundabouts. Fat office blocks got stuffed with light and gloated over empty parking lots. Last night, I saw the city crying. Cracked windows poured falling stars, and the streets were paved with mirrors. Last night, I saw the city sit down at last. Armchairs cuddled up to warm human beings, 
and a million cups of tea made best friends with a million pairs of hands. Last night, I saw the city sleeping. Roads night-dreamed. Street lamps quietly boasted, When I grow up, I'm going to be a star. And the wind, like a cat, snoozed in the nooks of roofs. This is radioblogging.net. I loved that. It was very special. It has kind of renewed my love of poetry, Pi, interviewing all these brilliant talented people they're not really on my radar and so i've not really come across their work i'm i'm not in this space and uh, and by chatting to them and i have really renewed my appreciation i really enjoyed that immensely so and i and i love the fact that we're bringing other authors into the party here and we are bigger than the sum of our parts now this is quite something how much did you enjoy that I love that idea, um, and we're going to work on that uh, tomorrow so that we hear it a second time, and then we'll have a go at doing the same sort of thing. I'm sure a lot of the children at home will have almost instantly, certainly if you're a Key Stage 2 or Key Stage 3 uh, student, you will have recognised personification. And that, Russell, is a very, very um, playful technique that we can use to bring the world alive. So it's where you take an everyday object uh, like a cup, and you make the cup giggle as if it was a human being, or one cup whispers to another, or you take a door and you have the doorway yawning. So in a playful way, Andrew took the city and brought the city alive. It was rich, it was interesting, and we'll come back to it tomorrow and we'll do some writing with that. What did he say when you had a chat with him, um, Russell? what the timing is perfect i mean now you, it's now is just not your timing your time is excellent it's i have to really say strangely, oh, like you cannot believe relevant yeah like you cannot believe it's like you've written it for that um i really really enjoyed that so um so questions straight to my that so th- th- there's a lot of repetition in there and i like that because you've used that right. to gain rhythm with it tell yeah, me about your exactly. thinking behind that um well uh, i <laughs> I started life as a performance poet in my 20s. I'm in my 50s now. So I started off as a performer in schools. And this was a performance piece that I wrote, actually having taken a walk around Bristol, where I lived at the time, one evening by myself. And it was just as the dusk was coming on. And I just felt that the buildings and the streets and everything was alive. And it was a personification. And yeah, repetition is all about rhythm. It's about something that sounds beautiful i think poems need to sound as good as they read that's very important i think there's a musicality there's always been a musicality uh, to my work and when we recorded this for the for the poetry archive it just felt really good that it was a recording rather than something was just on the page brilliant where do you get your inspiration from where did you start with this one well with this one um i think i've always loved personification and I love the idea about inanimate objects having human personal qualities to them. And it just seems to work. I always have had a, a, a very surreal sense of imagination. I'm, I'm uh, half Czech. My mum was a Czech refugee who came here in the 1950s. And you have that East European tradition, a very surreal imagination. And I think I've imbibed that through Czech uh, folk tales and, and, and Czech nursery rhymes. Uh, and so there is a real surreal quality to this. Uh, to this poem, you know, the idea of, 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 of swallowing a bunch of roundabouts. I mean, it's just a whole different way of looking at the city. And has that something to do with your habitats, your previous habitats? Um, I would say yes, because I'm, I'm, I live rurally now, but I grew up in London and then I was in Bristol for four years when I started my career. So that's very much a city poem. And, I, and also, it, I believe that the city is a, is a landscape. And one can walk in that landscape. And I think that's kind of what this poem is about, is seeing the landscape of the city in a very different way. I like that because um, we've spoken to lots of poets and a lot of them are focused on the countryside and, and yeah. country things and everything. And, and this is the yeah, first yeah. real look at the metropolis. And I, and I yeah, like that yeah. very much. Yeah. Um, mm. What's your favourite bit of that poem? What stands oh out God, for you? I'll, I'll have you to like? look. Um, I like the idea about roads 
night dreamed i just think that for me is is just a really is a really good a good line uh, and and also the dancing shadows were cheek to cheek with brick walls it's just a way of of using your eyes to to look at something imagine it's alive and especially in this time of self-isolation when we are inside houses when many of us are in an urban place we could use our imagination to imagine the, the streets and the mm-hmm. and the lamps and the roads mm-hmm. and the tarmac as alive. That could be a really good way into writing some, some wonderful poems. For me, the bloated buildings were just oh, yeah. stuck yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Fat, fat office blocks well, yes. stuffed Abs- with, with light. light. And, and gloated over empty parking lots. I yeah. love that. I just absolutely love that. That's Thank exactly you. what they do. And I hadn't Thank thought you. of that. And I was thinking, yeah. yes. It wasn't mm. Bristol that came to mind, I have to say, which is probably okay. not what you'd actually aim yeah, for. Yeah. It'd be very just name yeah, that yeah. city. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know that I I had one, really. I was I was thinking cartoon cities. Mm. The the red, mm. the red, uh, the Black Road um, uh, was just... And I was thinking of a cartoon city. as well. I love that very much. Thank you so much indeed. I've really enjoyed a chatting pleasure. to you. A pleasure. You take care. That was a fantastic interview. Uh, and, and Andrew's absolutely right. Poetry is the conjunction between the sound, the musicality, the rhythm, the sound of the words and the meaning. And when the two things come together well, uh, it creates an effect upon the reader that's not just about creating images in the mind. It also makes you feel something. Yes, cracking piece of writing. Uh, very, very rich. We'll return to that tomorrow and have a go at some personification ourselves. We'll be bringing a, a, the world alive. And let's let's try um, a, and use that, draw on that in our writing. Let's add that, remind ourselves of that technique of personification. We'll keep coming back to that. So a great poem and lovely to ha- hear Andrew's voice. Last time I saw Andrew, he was in our kitchen. Was it the last time? No, the first time I saw him, he came and stayed the night with his lovely wife Polly and they were in the kitchen uh, could barely fit in the kitchen because as you said Russell he's very very tall and he brought a didgeridoo with him and he stood in the kitchen and played the didgeridoo and performed some poems so lovely lovely to hear him um, again now we're going to move on because we are uh, seven minutes from the end here we've got lots and lots of poems which we will be looking at we're going to get our team of people to be responding to but the last thing that we're going to do is go back to skater and if you remember skater had gone through a magical portal into another world and it was a dangerous desolate world that he was in and then he heard behind him a voice he turns around and in the story that i've been sharing with you he meets an old woman but at that moment now in order to pick up where i am go below where uh, we were so we were below the padlets and at the bottom of the page it says skater dragon description in that long orange box click on that and it'll take you to the next part of the story they both ducked down as something massive swooped overhead It was the last thing that Skater had ever expected to see. Was that what I think it was? He snapped back, staring up. A storm dragon swirled overhead. Its leathery wings cast giant shadows over the city as it dipped and dived. Two bright eyes of fire picked out its victims as it snorted and breathed a tornado of blistering flames, scorching the ground below. Its copper scales caught the dying sunlight, glittering as bright as stars. The storm dragon flexed its great talons together, as strong as Thor's mighty grip. Deadly spikes jutted out from its curved spine like a staircase of poisonous thorns. Skater shuddered. So that's the next part of what happens in the story. So I know that lots of you have been writing your own stories using the same sort of idea. Yesterday we did some dialogue and your main character met another character and then something ominous or threatening appears. Now, I went for a dragon, and please feel free to describe uh, a dragon. Bring that into your story. If you look at that paragraph, you can see how I did it. And the technique is almost exactly the same as the one we used when we were describing insects. What I did was, first sentence introduced what it is. A storm dragon swirled overhead. Then I thought about the details. Now, you've got a a wonderful image there of a dragon. Use your imagination as well. 
So the next sentence is about the leathery wings. The following one is about the eyes. The following one is about the scales. Then I went for its talons. And finally, the spikes. So look at whatever you're trying to describe. Pick out some key details and get a descriptive sentence for each. Remember to use your senses. So it's not just what does it look like, but what sounds would, would it be making? What movement uh, would be happening? So really focus in, see it in your imagination, hold it there, pick out the details, and draw on some of those little techniques that we've been talking about, like using a touch of alliteration, maybe using a little bit of um, simile to build up that picture, uh, etc. So it, the next part of the story, the big challenge is, can you now introduce into your story a threatening animal? You can go for a dragon if you want, um, and build it up and have your dragon. Now, you'll notice that my final sentence is a, sh a short, punchy one skater shuddered and that's all we need something that shows the reaction of the main character to what they have just seen so we build that picture up for the reader then come in with a short tight punchy sentence that shows the reaction i nearly went for something like skater gasped or i could have said gasping comma skater turned and ran or shuddering comma skater turned and, and ran i don't have to say kate skater was scared i just need to show that to the reader by thinking about how he would react skater shuddered we call that show us not tell don't have to tell us you can show us so put your dragon description in if you go under the little picture you can see title um, include your first name and then build in uh, the threat and describe it drawing on the techniques that we have been using. Russell, uh, no, let's go over to David. We've not heard from David for a while. I know that you'll be very, very busy on the commenting. What's happening with the listener's post, David? We've, well, we've got um, a flurry of uh, posts coming in. Um, like I said before, they all have to be approved. So uh, myself and Ian are busy uh, doing that at the moment. Got some lovely posts coming in. Um, and there's, there's one uh, that I'm just going to... Uh, read out uh, because it's from a, a, a boy called Archie and it's his um, transformation poem and he's just called it Buttercup Motorised Cat by Archie I would be a motorised cat with whiskers for windscreen wipers, wheels for legs, fish for fuel and ears for aerial poles and I love, I love the imagination that's gone into that. Um, Archie's the type of boy I'd love to have in my class because I think we, we all need an Archie with, a, with a, an imagination like that that we can use in the class. And I thought that was great. So hopefully, Archie, we'll get some comments for you. Um, but yes, they, they're, they're coming thick and fast now. Um, I want to make sure that uh, listeners don't feel you've got to rush in your blog posts. You can carry this on throughout the day. Uh, we will be on this and approving them throughout the day as they come in. Uh, but it's been, it's been a really success. We've got hundreds and hundreds coming in. Thank you, David. I was just looking at, uh, I mean, I love that one as well. That made me smile as you were reading it because it was surprisingly diff different and beautifully thought through. So well done, Archie. Ella Fuller, I've got one here, people on the bus. I, I, and I like the rhythm of this. I'm a red box. I'm a person carrier. I'm a two Londoner. I'm a four wheeler. I'm a trash can at some points, but I'll always be a bus. I love the rhythm uh, of that. I don't know, Ella, if that's how you read it aloud, but that's how I heard it in my imagination. Ian, um, what about uh, what you're seeing over there? I, to be honest, I'm absolutely with David on this, completely overwhelmed this morning by the both the quality and the quantity of, of the posts that, that are coming through. Really, really fantastic stuff. Um, Jamie has, has come in. This is one I'm just about to approve. A sparrow called Jamie. I could be a sparrow flapping over Wooten. I hope I've pronounced that correctly. Goes back to what you were saying, Pi. Mm. Personalising that location. Mm. I can see children, uh, the school and the children in the playground. I fly into the forest and see people talking, dogs yapping. And then I fly to my nest and rest for it. It has been a long 
day. Jamie, thank you so much. And whilst I'm here, Pi, if I may, I have got a flurry, an absolute flurry of shout outs that I've got to read out. Mm-hmm. One from Claire Hitchin. Hi, Claire. Good morning. Listening in Tewkesbury. Also, I've had uh, a message from Jane for all the staff at Penwood Primary and Nursery School today. Good morning, Jane. Maria got in touch with us uh, a while ago uh, when we played the initials game. Um, MR is from Marvellous Rhino. Also, a shout out for the staff at Westbury Infant School. We've got Annie, Jan, Tracy and Amy listening there and working hard I know. And people have also been very creative this morning, using the comments to get in touch. Uh, Maisie is listening for the second time, a returning listener. We like returning listeners. Uh, also, Cozy, loving the show. Uh, Sebastian, Krista, and Blossom as well. So many people have been getting in touch. And it has been so, so lovely to hear from you, Ella, as well. Thank you very much indeed. Pi, back to you. Okay, well, we're getting near the end now, Russell. Um, It's 10.31. The hour has absolutely shot by. And tomorrow is going to be an exciting day because we're going to go back to Andrew's poem and see if we can do the same sort of thing. We're going to see if we can bring a place alive. And we use that lovely technique of personification, which is so much fun. So we'll work on that tomorrow. And we're also going to be um, treated to... Vashti Hardy. Now, Vashti Hardy, uh, I like to feel I I found her early on, not literally, um, but I found her great book, Bright Storm. Uh, Almost immediately it had come out. I was lucky enough to pick it up in a shop. I know a lot of our young listeners will have read um, Bright Storm or her latest one, Dark Whispers or Wild Spark. These are beautifully imagined uh, stories. And we uh, have a lovely interview with Vashti and are talking about how she works, her writing and story mapping. But also, uh, uh, Russell, we've got a section that she reads out from the latest book, Dark Whispers. So we'll be catching up with her tomorrow and we will be doing some work around that great novel as well. Over to you, Russell, because I think we're getting near the end now, aren't we? We are. We're stretching our show just to fit like a, a, a mm. tight pair of underpants. We are stretching it uh, to fit <laughs> in the fabulous comments. And uh, the, the quality of work, listeners, is just absolutely stunning. We're, I'm so pleased that we've been able to offer some continued learning opportunities for you outside of your traditional schooling environment. And we've been able to to pick up the uh, the reins, if you like, because... I, I'm I'm worried that there are some brilliant writers out here, some some potentially famous writers, and without this kind of practice, without this kind of um, teaching, perhaps you might be left on the side, and we just can't have that. So I, I'm really inspired. So thank you so much indeed for everyone who's participated in today's brilliant broadcast. Uh, final hellos from me, Daniel Smith. Hello, uh, Michelle. Hello to you, St Luke's CE Primary School. Uh, Mrs Thompson again, avid listener there in Cafe. Uh, uh, Lynn Duffy, hello to you, Mr. B. Hello to you, Mr. Bartlett. As uh, hello, Miss Dixon. Hello, Andrew Clark as well. Uh, Christchurch, uh, Erith, C of E Primary School. Hope I got that right. Uh, and thank you so much indeed for all of those. Keep those messages coming in. Ian, what have you got on email? Uh, thank you, Russell. Yeah, I've 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 got through all the emails, thankfully. But I'm just going back to the radio blogging contact page because you can, of course, use that. They sit on the Padlet, and there's a few I've uh, read uh, for this morning. Still a few to get through. Possibly some left over from yesterday. Miss Little, uh, Stone with Woodford School, uh, back down to Sid, who's listening at home with his dog. Uh, Jean, who uh, Claude, and and shout out to everyone at Tarporley Primary School. Uh, Isla and Miss McCalmont are listening as well. Nick Adam listening in Helmsley in North Yorkshire with Roxy as well. Tabitha in Clevedon. Team Smith are listening. Miss Tullock from Perth giving a shout out we've got yates south gloucestershire as well people listening quite literally from all over the planet and um i was just having a look and see because the time has really approached us very very quickly this morning and i know david and i were were just sort of sharing something privately we were saying actually you know children please don't feel that you have to get your work and your submissions in before half past ten we will be checking this throughout the day 
This is going to run now until tomorrow and we will be approving all throughout the day. So please don't feel you have to rush and get things in. Also with your contacts as well, do get in touch with us via all the different methods you've been able to this morning and anything that's there, we will read out tomorrow. Isn't that right, David? That's right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Get those. Get those in. We'll be checking this all day today and getting these blog posts uh, published and approved. And then also remember, we've got the comment uh, commenters that will be delivering comments as well as some from the team here as well. I want to give a little shout out to Freddie in Charlie mm-hmm. uh, St James. I've taught Freddie. Uh, he's trying really hard today. Uh, really appreciated his his blog post. It's just going live now. Uh, the the poem about him being a cloud so he could travel the world and with blogging that's something we can do we can get comments from all over and visits uh, from all over the world so well done freddie really impressed today brilliant absolutely brilliant all of us thank you so much and don't forget uh, you can listen again to the whole of this show i mean we've gone an enormous uh, breakneck speed today but don't worry about that because the listen again podcast will be up there just where this player is on the main site and you can pop that out as well and so you can have that playing and you can go through all of the activities at your own speed until we meet again tomorrow it's an amazing show for tomorrow thank you for magic thursday i hope you've enjoyed the show we're back tomorrow at 9 30 for uh, what are we going to say fulsome friday we need another we need another name for it it's it's bright storm bright friday. storm bright friday. storm okay yes. code bright name storm bright storm friday. of course of course with vashti as well yes. uh, thank you so much indeed to everyone here pi corbett deputy mitchell ian rocky and myself russell prue until tomorrow have a great day and stay safe thanks for listening yo yo what up this is lunch money lewis hey i'm john newman hey what's up this is fergie ferg keep this frequency clear a children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky, and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9:30 a.m. Online radio live blogging. This is radioblogging.net.